Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 391 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome. In this episode, I chat to Michal Oboy of Moonlit Games about their model building sim, Model Builder. Yeah, it's a cryptically titled game. But I was drawn attention to this because they've just made like a, an add-on based on Frostpunk, which is a really awesome video game that's also about to be released, board game, and I know it has lots of amazing miniatures in it. And then I've got this press release about that, about Model Builder, which I kept on calling Model Maker during the interview, which I apologise to Mikhail and listeners. I, ch- I correct myself eventually. Uh, I'm sorry about that. But it's just, you know, things. But yeah, Model Builder, isn't it? It's a lovely, lovely experience. It's a sim. You You build models, then you paint them in great detail. And... Something I do in my own spare time sometimes, mainly for board games though, not for miniature war game stuff. I don't really do that, but board games totally. I've I've, been, I've done that for for many years. Just a, some of my favourite titles, I sort of get a bit involved with and lose myself in some painting. It's lovely. It's, it's very therapeutic, and that same feeling I get of creating things is something we explore in this episode of the Sausage Factory, which I hope you definitely enjoy. And it's really something that developers, Moonlit Games, have lent into as well, making sure that the sense of zen, the sense of just you and the model and nothing else, everything else melts away into the background. And they do a fantastic job of replicating that because the act of model building is quite quite arduous. But they take away a lot of the fat. The painting as well is, is simplified. It's not too detailed because if it was then it would be, you must just build models whereas in the model builder they actually you know streamline it there's the word streamline or phrase i should say anyway enough of my wibble let's listen to me from the not so distant past talk to michael about model builder chris take it away michael hi who are you what do you do 
Uh, so, uh, I work as a marketing manager in uh, Moonlit Studios. We are a small indie developer based in Krakow, Poland, uh, and was founded in 2014. Uh, and since then, we've worked with uh, major companies in Poland and abroad and uh, start developing technologies and uh, Unity game engine assets as well. Uh, we, even, uh, we even won uh, some of the contests uh, with our technologies and uh, after that time, after working with, with the big companies, we started thinking of our development process and uh, our own games and that's how it started. Nice. So how did you Make your start working in the video game industry, sir. Uh, it was a funny story because I was um, I started working in uh, marketing agencies uh, four years ago here in Krakow. I've been through uh, three or four marketing uh, agencies, and uh, I was really uh, very fr frustrated with working for them. Uh, it's a hard, uh, hard work. Uh, a lot of clients, a lot of uh, different clients and different businesses. And I was looking for for something new, for something on the client side. Uh, and uh, that's when uh, my friend reached out to me, and he said uh, that, "Hey, I know a gaming company uh, in Krakow, and they are looking for a marketing manager." So I said, "Why not?" I sent um, my resume there had one meeting and uh, we absolutely get like the same kind of vibe with my CEO and that's how it started uh, since then it's uh, nearly uh, oh it's uh, more than a year uh, when I'm working in one lead company nice okay so that's yeah it's um, it's a very different unique industry with different demands and sometimes like why is this important kind of questions yeah. and that can be tough when you're new to it like sorry why does everyone get wound up about this oh right <laughs> i see because <laughs> that has a oh i see gotcha right okay so this is why we shouldn't okay gotcha um and it, i know i can i can appreciate how difficult it is um speaking from the um the well the media side of things um which is our i understand we are your major conduit without us there would be no Feedback loop, etc., etc. So this is one of the reasons we're here. So, next question. This one you can answer really from Moonlit Studios, sort of thing, because Moonlit, you are a creator of things, and therefore, it, logic follows. Tradition has it, no less, that you must have some influences. That the things that you believe, or you have, you often cite as the thing that drives you as creators of things. So, what is, in your opinion, are the biggest influences for Windows Studios? Uh, so, um, to answer that question, I have to get um, get back to two thousand. 19, I believe, uh, okay. when my yes, when my CEO and his friend, uh, who is um, well known uh, in the Polish gaming industry, Kuba Wojcik, they had a talk, and Kuba shared with my uh, my boss uh, Michael shared uh, his story about his uh, dad who was making models, mm, and uh, after some time, Kuba's dad could 
no longer afford to making models in his apartment. And those models were like uh, a, an inspiration for Cuba. And uh, due to various reasons, lack of space, lack of time, and Cuba was born back then, so he had to take care of his child rather than go um, go to scale modeling hobby. And he told that story, and my boss said, uh, I bet there are a lot of people like him that they want to create something, they want to create, uh, they want to uh, follow their hobby, but they can't. And that's how the model builder started. Uh, so Kuba is the inventor, and uh, the, this thought that we are creating more than a, a game itself, it's rather than a game as a service or a program for uh, for those types of people with disabilities, with uh, some problems, with maybe money problems uh, or or space problems, we are creating this this device, this tool that helps them uh, following their hobby. And to be honest, that was the the main reason why I jumped jumped to this project and joined the the team. I saw the um, I saw the opportunities, so many opportunities here. Uh, to uh, give the players uh, something something unique, and that's what drives me. And after the premiere of our game, the the reviews that we get from the community, from the players, were really overwhelming. Like there were a lot of positive reviews, and a lot of positive reviews from people that we aimed to um, we aimed to uh, to sell the game. Like as I mentioned, those people with disabilities and so on, and they were really thankful so yeah In so it sounds like to me that at its core the driver is for you to create a space an environment for and a, a, a means for people to experience something they really want to but they just practically can't they don't yes. have the space or the money or the time and the, the because we're going to talk about in the second half there's some aspects of model maker which is what we're here to talk about everyone um and it's it's uh, uh fascinating the because i yeah I, I got some experience in model making myself which is one of the reasons i asked you on the show because it's i can relate to some of the things you do in it and it's quite fascinating but i just want to go back to the core is that giving granting people access to a thing that they wouldn't normally have access to for a whole raft of reasons that you couldn't possibly guess at. And that's a lovely, lovely thing to do. It really thank is. You. It's a laudable thing to do. So thank you for that. <laughs> yes, uh, because, and, and um, thank you for, for, yeah. for this. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, it's, um, it's a very therapeutic experience, which few people really know or understand. Um, but anyway, next question. See, it's getting worse. This one's even worse. Here we go. Um, and this can be a person or a company, doesn't mind, and more than one. However, this is the question. What developer do you most admire in the industry and why? Hmm. That's a tough one because uh, there are so many great developers, great studios mm -hmm. uh, there, but... Um, to be fair, I really like the Naughty Dog productions uh, and they their approach to creating the games. They are creating like 
I, I've played the whole Uncharted series. I've played the The Last of Us, uh, two two parts of this game, and they were like unforgettable experiences. Uh, the the story, the how the characters are uh, are being presented to us, and what's what's their motivation. Uh, it's really something that. Uh, that stays in my in my head after uh, after playing finishing the the game, uh, so I must say it it would be a an Artidux studio. Nice, fantastic response, and they have we've got a lot to thank them for. They've done some extraordinary yep. things over the years, and no, that's really good. It's not not uncommon for them to be cited in that response to that question. I have to yep. say, and why? What you know? We shouldn't be that way. Absolutely. So okay. Could anyone else before we move on to the last question of the first half? Mm, I believe no. Like no, that no. was the first first thing that crossed that's, my that's mind. So let's go best. with it. Fully yes. with that, yeah. So last question. Here we go. What are you playing right now? Oh, uh, a lot of first-person shooter games okay. <laughs> and multiplayer ones. Uh, right now, I'm. Playing, uh, I, I always played uh, Counter Strike. Uh, I had, I have. Was that CS:GO now? Is it? Is it? Yes, yeah, yes, okay. yes. And I'm still playing it. So from time to time, I have like four thousand hours there in the game. Um, also, I'm playing Hell Let Loose lately. I returned to this game, and I they've been it's... on the show. It's an extraordinary. Oh, yes. I, I have to catch up. This you episode, have to then. listen to that. <laughs> um, yeah, they. That's a. That's a that's a game that really nails sound design. If you oh yes, it's just yes. you hear things before you see them, and there's also like when you have a grenade go off near you, part of your hearing it does simulates that. Yes, it's like it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Uh, yes, it's terrifying. Like yeah. my first first hours in the game, yeah. I was just, completely terrified because yeah. of the surroundings. Right. I, I can't, I don't know where I'm going, who's being shot at, why is it, oh, I'm, oh now I'm dead. And that's, you yeah. know, if you think <laughs> yes. if you think Battlefield was bad, it's, it's really nothing compared to that. And uh, it does fall like, you know, physics of bullet drop and all that stuff. It's basically armour only in World War Two. That's my yes. summation. It's not quite a muzzle flash game. Sorry, everyone, to listening, but this is a regular phrase I use. A muzzle flash game is where, if you can see a muzzle flash, you're probably dead. <laughs> because <laughs> that's you know, the best description. <laughs> yeah, because um, basically, modern weapons, modern weapons, um, are phenomenally accurate. Phenomenally yes. accurate. So they simulate the accuracy. They've been doing this for the past 50, 60, 70 years of refining the accuracy of firearms. That's why when in modern games, when you, it's just like this one one or two shots, like short burst, and then, oh, oh I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, of yep. course you are. Not so much in Second World War, in, least of all in uh, First World War, um, because they're, you know, they weren't nearly as accurate, probably for yeah. good reasons, really. Yeah, there's also a game called Verdun. Not sure if you're familiar with it, but yes, that's... I know, I heard about it, but I never yeah. played. No, because it's it's the setting. <laughs> yes, yes, same thing for me. Like, I, I'm a history Sorry. buff. I I love like... the Second World War. Yeah, uh, history and yeah, that yeah. that's like the, the, the whole the whole ramp up to both our, our respective countries have a history in that particular conflict, and it's like. Can we not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to agree with you. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it shouldn't have happened. Anyway, yes. that's a whole 
thing. But no, um, I, do, I do like my FPS, FPSs as well. Um, I play I play all sorts of games, but uh, uh, yeah, um, good shout. And uh, I'm, I'm happy that you're playing uh, Hell Let Loose because that, that is a phenomenal thing. But you have to really drink in this philosophy behind it. And that's tough because it's it goes against the grain on a lot of things. And that's not a bad thing. But, uh, you know, it, it makes some interesting decisions about interface and stuff like that. And they're, and they're improving it day by day. So it's good. Yes, yes, I, I, I can notice that. And also, uh, I believe I discovered how to play this game around 100 hours when I when I had on Steam. I hit something like this. I know that I can, can't cross the open field like no. that, just running and sprinting, holding shift. No. Uh, yes. But, uh, don't make it, yourself it, a silhouette. Don't ever make yourself a silhouette. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yes, yes, that's that, yeah. that, that's true. And uh, yeah, like uh, it's a very demanding game, but a very rewarding one when you hear this metal click uh, when you hit the headshot, the perfect one. Yeah, it's it's really satisfying. I shouldn't it say that, but it's it is. <laughs> no, it's an interesting experience to say the least. Yes. But no, good stuff. Well, that's the first half done. Well done. There you go. <laughs> you made it past the first mini boss. There you go. Nice. Um, let's move on to the second half of the show where we delve deep into Model Maker. question as regular listeners will know isn't actually a question it's more like a request and we call it the zeroth question because of that reason we can't really delve delve deep into a thing until we know what it is so in your own words Mikhail and and, uh, best of luck with this what is model maker what is model maker like the hobby the whole hobby no just the game the experience ah ah, okay um so um, i believe it's creating something out of nothing we have when we first jump to the game and we that's that's our first start of the game uh we see our workbench we see our first environment which is the basement uh we get to discover the um, the story behind it but 
and that, uh, that that's not important right now. But when you approach the workbench and you see that there is a box with a model, and the model looks beautiful on the cover, but when you open it, you have those spruce, you have those parts, yes, you, you have to cut out them first, then attach uh, to each other, assemble the whole model, and then come to, to painting. And uh, yes, that's you, you can follow the manual, you can do it exactly like it's on the cover or the manual inside the box, but you can also create something that, that wasn't supposed to be created. <laughs> Like we, uh, you can cover this tank. Uh, you, you cannot. Uh, you can uh, cover it with a pink paint. You can add some unicorn decals to it if you like to, and you just make it your own. So yes, that's that's what model builder and model building is for me about creating something out of nothing, something uh, sometimes something unexpected uh, during the whole creation process. Mm -hmm. But yes, that, that's that's it for me. Yeah. So there are certain aspects of model making that's covered in the game. Um, in Model Maker that um, that I know exists because I do make models. Now, those of you who know me, I'm very, I'm very much into board games, tabletop games, and I'm not first to painting the the figurines or building things like ships or for pirate games or something like that. Um, just painting them, and so I can really relate to what what happens in Model Maker. It's just really lovely to to experience that, and it's like, but there's aspects that you've seemed to skip over, and I find that fascinating. I want to ask why they're not there, and I think I know why, but it's an interesting aspects that aren't there. It's not a denigration or a, like a criticism. It's just an observation. For example, why there's no sanding down of the of the joints of the of the because every plastic glue thing or plastic sort of mold they have a seam and you have to sand down the seam to get rid of all the seam because the seam's unseemly <laughs> um <laughs> and then there's the applying that's your applying glue that that effort that applying the glue waiting a day yes a day for it to set properly sometimes depends on the glue and the plastic anyway um and then the, you don't have uh, helping hands clamps for example um, which I must confess I don't use that much in modelling. I use it more in soldering, but that's another hobby for not this discussion. Um, I have to ask, all these things, all these aspects of model making, which are vital in order to be a really, really good one, um, aren't there. Why is that? Mm, so because Model Builder is uh, the first game of its kind, yeah. uh, we faced many challenges. Um, mm. Uh, like uh, during this whole two years uh, development process, we ran a lot of tests. Uh, we did a lot of prototypes and a lot of early versions of the game, and we're testing them with the community, with the scale modeling community uh, here in Krakow. And uh, us as scale modelers, the, um, the professionals, said that the game is uh, it's really is uh, really, how to put it, uh, it, it does everything that they know in real life. Uh, like in the first builds of the game, you, sh you have to put the glue first. You had to use a file when cutting out pieces from the spruce uh, and just, um, just file the, uh, the endings. Uh, but 
it was frustrating for gamers like uh, simulation gamers or uh, casual gamers. And we were aiming to have like the most vast, the, the most broad audience at the premiere. So that's why we had to make some compromises. And that's why we um, we decided to go with the assembling by drag and drop rather than applying a glue on a piece of plastic. Uh, also, we um, we scrapped the filing part. It was, uh, it was in the game, I believe, half of a year before the premiere. Uh, even then, and then after the tests, we we just scrapped this idea and uh, and put it later in the development. Maybe we'll add it in the future. But yes, we uh, we are aiming to be as as, as accessible uh, as it could be uh, mm. for the newcomers, and that's why uh, we we had to to make those compromises. And what about the um, magic putty stuff? I don't recall ever seeing that in my experience yet, where you actually have a, a gap or a mold gap in the model and it's like, oh, I need to build that in with some magic plastic stuff that's yellow and and blue. Uh, and then yeah. you mix it together and you need to paint it in and you just dob it in and then it creates this this whole thing. Uh, Is there any been in model builder, has there any been ideas to put that into model builder at all? Uh, we have a plastic putty tool uh, mm. right now in the game, but we don't have. Uh, when we scrub the idea with damaging, uh, damaging the parts and yeah. uh, like breaking the parts, uh, we thought that we'll keep this this tool, uh, but without any filling out the gaps and so on. So right. now you can use it uh, as a you can make a battle That's scars right. for your models, yeah, mm. uh, with it. Uh, but it's no use uh this tool has no use yeah uh when filling out the gaps yeah no it's because it's a thing isn't it it's the and what i'm getting at is the theme here with model builder is that it's it's not creating barriers to entry the last thing you want to do is to have that because all these things i've described to everyone are although worthwhile and important for good model builders and are the standard tools that one has to do as part of model building the preparation of building a model is is 70 percent of the effort not 90 70 and that really is interesting but it's also a barrier it's just like this is a bit tedious honestly the filing I could yes. just no, no. I, I don't no, Michael, like it no. <laughs> yes. It's just no. I hate it. It's like you get the little filing tools and you go. Oh, so I use the round one. I use the round one. That's better. Yeah. It's just boring, um, and it's just you know. And it's I, I I don't spend nearly enough time as I should with it. You know what I mean? Because I'm. I should do. It's still a spit. Oh, I'll be fine. No one's going to notice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also this uh, impatient type of guy. So uh, when I was scale model building, uh, I also always missed that part. Uh, like, no, it will be done later. And finally, I never done it. But yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't like the the cutting out part no. as well. Yeah. yeah, just the painting. Uh, for me, the, the painting was everything the, the scale modeling hobby was about, and I loved it. Speaking of painting, hey, yeah, see, so you did a segue without realizing it. There we go. <laughs> um, in Model Builder, uh, there was much reliance on, or should we say, reference to traditional model making techniques. And that yeah. you can paint, you paint the components of the model in a strategic fashion 
right? Now, this is where the gamey part of Model Builder comes in. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it is a game, don't get me wrong, but this yes. for me, that's the real challenge of building a model is, well, hang on, should I put this on now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Am I going to get my brush in there? That's my question every time. It's like when I'm building some sort of space marine for a certain yep. franchise, you know, um, yes, yes, I know. I, I had uh, the same army. <laughs> and just go, should I put the gun on now? Probably not yeah. a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put this on some helping hands, aren't I? And then paint it from there. You know. And yeah. for me, you do a fantastic job in Model Builder of actually going. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to do that yet. Don't put that on yet. I know you want to. I know you want to. But not a good idea. Because how are you gonna get your brush in? You know, it's just wonderful. So. Thank you. Was that was that deliberate, or was it something that made sense? Was it? Do you actually mirror those techniques and those strategies? Uh, yes, like mm, we we implemented some things to to help uh, help the players um, create truly amazing creations, truly amazing models. Uh, so. Uh, in terms of tools, we have the paintbrush with various tips to choose from. Uh, you can uh, change the, the size of it. You can change the opacity as well and the colors. We have 700 colors in the game, so a lot. Uh, there is the aerograph as well, the airbrush uh, file, who's splitting the paint on, on the model. We have the washing, the dry washing, uh, the, the washing, sorry, and the dry brushing technique um, uh, implemented to model builder, which uh, allows you to add some special touch, final touches to your to your model. We have the decals uh, as well, uh, and on the top of that we have interactive manuals. So uh, when you are first, like it's your first time uh, making this model, you can follow the manual to see how um, how those things should be uh, should be connected and uh, in what uh, in what way. And you can use those painting indicator uh, on the manual to like click on them, and uh, the game will automatically adjust the tool and the color, and uh, and so on. That's that helps uh, the newcomers to to create uh, things. But if you want to go go wild, uh, let's say that with your imagination, mm. uh, you can skip the manual completely. You can uh, cut out things, then try to assemble them randomly. Uh, sometimes you will miss some parts because you, I don't know, close the the cockpit of the plane uh, before putting the the seat down. So yeah, that's also a possible. Uh, th that's also possible. Uh, you can also paint the. The parts one by one uh, instead of just assembling them and then painting the whole model. There are really a lot of play styles uh, in the game, and I believe every player who wants to to start or who who already started the scale modeling hobby uh, will find something for for him for her. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I just I, I really did like the idea of of, of like um, being able to have that ability to give choice like you don't have to follow this you can do yes. what you like really if you if you want to put the, you know the steering wheel on, on the top of the bonnet knock yourself out it's fine yeah. um but um i must confess i didn't do that but one of the most appealing aspects of of model model making and which is something you do seem to lean into in model builder is the creator has 
control of what they're making. Ultimately, it is up to them what they're going to make. No one else is interfering. There's no one else in the cabin with them or the, 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 yes. the, the, the workshop. It's just them, the model, the tools, a light, quite a nice one, and a cutting board, very nice cutting board, yeah. and um, also some music. But um, what have you done to make sure that this is maintained in Model Builder, that the player is granted agency, they're granted that they they have control over what they're doing and it's that they, they're the one to take ownership of what they've made. Is that something that's always like always goes back to that point for you? Um, hmm. Not always. It depends on the, the mode of, uh, of the game that you are playing. Right. Because in career mode, you have those, those quests, those mm-hmm. emails from uh, other other guys from other colleagues or institutions, and they are asking you to make them the models uh, how they want to, uh, them to to like. So you have the one manual; you have to follow it uh, in terms of uh, everything, basically painting and adding the decals uh, in order to achieve the highest score and earn some money. But in the sandbox mode, uh, after you complete the career mode, uh, all the models and all the tools are unlocked right away uh, and they are at your disposal in sandbox mode. And when you are choosing the model there, you can pick one of three to five manuals that are um, connected to this this particular model. But as I said, you can skip the manual completely and... uh, you are in charge of what you are creating. So if you want to pick a HMS Prince model, a big ship, um, and you want to make it like look like a pirate ship, it's your call. Or if you can like, uh, if you want to uh, make a King Tiger, the German tank from Second World War, and as I said before, painted pink, that's also your call. So yes, in sandbox mode, everything is, uh, is up to you. Uh, in career mode, uh, you have to to follow some some of the instructions, some of the the tasks. And there is recently a DLC pack uh, release, isn't it? Uh, like a collaboration with uh, with the people behind uh, Frostpunk. Is that right? Yes, yes, with Eleven Bit Studios. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, that's that's an extraordinary, interesting game. because <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. it's kind of bleak. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and there is a board game coming out for it soon, which I did did back on. GameFound, I think it was, or was it Kickstarter? I can't remember which one. I think it was a Kickstarter, wasn't it? I can't yep. remember. I can't, I've got two going. And um, uh, the amount of times I get Kickstarted, that Kickstarted is where a game arrives and you forgot you backed it. Like, oh, yeah, uh, I backed yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's usually like this. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's here. So like the, the new expansion for Root arrived. Like, oh, yeah, look at that. I forgot about that. Um, so... Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, I think it's really sort of great that you have this vast variety of stuff. And no doubt there's more coming for, for Model Builder, but that's uh, a, a wonderful collaboration there. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Yes, our, uh, if I may interrupt you. No, please, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> our, our players liked it very much as well. Mm. Uh, especially it was free, so 
uh, I think that that was the one of the parts that they liked <laughs> <laughs> as much as they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. yes, uh, in, in the DLC you can find three three models uh, known from the Frostpunk game and Frostpunk board version of the game as mm. well. So there is the generator, there is uh, automaton and land dreadnought. Uh, I believe people who played Frostpunk know know them. Mm. Uh, exactly, and know them by heart <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, and yes, and there's definitely more to come uh, mm. when you have this kind of game as model builder. Yeah. There are nearly endless opportunities to cross promote uh, with other games, with other titles or franchise. Uh, so, so yes, I'm really looking forward to to get more licensors on board and more uh, cool stuff uh, will be added to, to model builder. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So, last question, and this concerns already. <laughs> I know it's been so much fun. Time's flown yep. by. At least I found it fun, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I find it too. So <laughs> don't you worry about it. <laughs> the, ins- the instructions, as you alluded to earlier, in Model yep. Builder, advise when a component is complete in inverted commas. And one of the things I noticed when I was going through the career mode and stuff um, was that as soon as you apply some paint, and by the way, everyone, one of the things that uh, Model Builder does do when you apply paint is, no, you're not sitting there brushing away for hours on end. No. No, no. That's just tedious. So uh, you do basically just pop of ink with a pot of, of paint on and then it paints it that base color there's all the yes. all the blending and stuff is dealt with like bang, you know yes. all the mixing with the pot it's not there all that mess again going back to the first question first design question that is all that friction is, is done away with because it's just you know um but you, you you do grant people the ability to do dry brushing and, and, and washes in that way because that's how yes. you're meant to do dry brushing and washes. Yes, yes, yes. Some yes, people yes, want the- yeah, I mean some people want more than you know, it's just that's a it's a taste thing. Some people really like dry, dry brushing, some people go, it's cheating. Anyway <laughs> <laughs> Um I don't think it's cheating. I think it's a very natural way yeah. to get a um a relief on on a model. But yep. point Lisa. being my question is as soon as you put that paint on then the component declares it to be complete, but it's not strictly true. It's, you know, there there might be more to do. Why? What? Why? What was that? What was that about? Why is it like you saying? Are you granting some license to the player to say, well, you kind of put some paint on, you're probably good to go now. But you know, is there any particular reason why it wasn't sort of more gradient, more gradient or granular? I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh... At first, I have to tell you that manuals were were uh, really, really hard thing to implement in the game and to work efficiently in the game because every model is different uh, and even every every part of the, those models are are different from each other. And to implement how uh, how every page should be mm, like filling out to one hundred percent because we have. Uh, this in model builder, uh, you have this this the completion bar, completion. I don't know if that's a word, but let's <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, a completion bar uh, above um, 
every page in the manual and uh, yeah sometimes it happens that uh, you apply one color and you can do so much uh, so much more with uh, with, with that this yeah especially part. airbrushing yeah. like you know you just do an airbrush it'll go bam you just do a little speck and go okay you're done like yeah, like um, we we had to make some compromises here. Yeah, uh, yeah. As I said, it, I can it, see it, why it'd be hard. really difficult to because you could have it so that as you're painting it, the more it fills up, then it starts to fill up. The more you yeah, apply, like, but yeah, yeah th then you will have to uh, like mark the areas where the the paint yeah. should be covered and so yeah. on. And yes. Uh, there's a lot of new assets then mm. uh, in the game files and as a result the game is larger and larger yeah. and so on so as i said we had to make those compromises yeah. but uh but yeah i believe that the manuals are the thing that we'll be still working on uh, continuously <laughs> since the premiere because there are like after the premiere uh, the, the voice from the community we had so many great ideas or how to uh, implement some some things to the manual or how to develop them. So yeah, definitely we'll be working on that uh, as well uh, to give the players the the best version they could possibly get. Yeah, it's just an observation. I actually find it quite yep. empowering because it told me AR did the right thing. <laughs> That's yeah. what matters. Like, uh, to, to be I, fair, uh, yeah, like yeah. we are we are two months after the premiere and there is non single uh, speed painting video on YouTube. Now, till now, from Model Builder, there is no speedruns. Uh, no, no, there. no. No, and th there's like th this game is perfect for a speedrun, 100% speedrun on every model. Yeah. And uh, they will be doing this, the thing yeah. You, yeah. you mentioned. So just pop the, the paint on the yeah, one go. part. There you go, it's done. Move on. Yeah, move wouldn't on. It <laughs> wouldn't be much of a model, though, but yeah, it's fine. It will do. Um, <laughs> so, Model Builder then. Is developed by Moonlit Studios. What a fantastic name! Do you know where it comes from? To be fair, no, no. <laughs> like, I, yes, I, I don't have. Uh, I, I don't know the background story behind uh, our company name. I know the background story about the logo. Right, uh, oh, the logo. This is good. Go on. Yes, because we different. have this this moon in logo with uh, with this yeah. uh, pixel flame. Let's yeah, yeah. say that covered in gradient uh, gradient and. Uh, <laughs> It looks like onion on fire in uh, a lot of like onion on fire and like it, it was uh, back in the day when they were they were founding the the company and so, someone told this strange joke about the the onion and they was like okay so we can put the onion so the moonlit in like central part of the logo and just add something to to it and that's how like the logo. Uh, okay. logo was created in, yeah, if, the, the onion on fire if you if in doubt add a, an onion on fire and then you're laughing apparently. Yeah. okay it's a good yeah. good lesson in life um so yeah model builder is made by moonlit studios and it's published by green man gaming is that right yes yes and what platforms is model builder available on uh, for now, only PC. Uh, to be more precise, on Steam. You can buy it on Steam right now. Mm -hmm. But also, we have in mind uh, a few variations, let's say, of Model Builder mm -hmm. for the consoles, uh, especially the handheld versions, so the Nintendo Switch or um, or soon maybe the, the Steam Deck as well, uh, and in the VR. 
because yeah, the, yeah. yes that, that that would be something big and that would be something definitely interesting for a lot of of people yeah. to go with scale modeling in a virtual reality so also yes we are we are thinking of of that but uh, right now i don't have any any specific information so no, no, nothing no. to share right now but, no, but stay, it's, stay it's tuned good, it's good to know you're looking into that and a lovely reference to steam deck because it's it exists as a thing i guess um i i did try to pre-order in time but sadly like everyone else steam just died as i tried to make to buy one uh but uh, it will be probably uh, apparently after q2 which is kind of now but yeah. i don't know I, I have friends who've got them and they're I got, I got the middle one. I didn't go for the super duper one because I thought it was ridiculous. But I oh. thought, you know, the middle one. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know. I have the same one, and I'm still waiting for mine as well. Yeah, no, so it's like, yeah, it's fine. I was, I was hoping to get it before before Pax East, but sadly, not the case. Never mind. Yeah. I'll just have to make do with my switch, which is a ridiculous thing to say because the switch <laughs> is great. Yes. So, Michal, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Chris, thank you for, for the invite. And yes, it was a wonderful time. Good. And you're more than welcome to come back to chat about thank you. Yes. whatever uh, you got cooking for over at uh, Moonlit. Maybe a, a game about the, the destruction of, uh, of onions with fire. Who knows? <laughs> um, but um, until then, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, one more time for, for having me here. It was a lovely time for me. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Cane and Rinse for early, extended and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, caneandrinse.com.